0: Hey, I want to talk about and finish, well, you can't finish a series on the basics, so. but I want to talk about, again, some more about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has been so misunderstood, misrepresented, if I've said before, but I want to talk about today, again, not where we've come from and not the things that people have said about the Holy Spirit that are, correct, or that are not correct. I just want to take the time to just bring you some attributes about the very person that lives on the inside of you, the very Spirit of the living God. Maybe you don't have a relationship with Him, which I completely understand understand. Even though you may be born again, you don't know anything about the Holy Spirit. Well, listen, that's what this is all about. And I'm just going to take these attributes, and thanks to our technology here, we'll go through these scriptures pretty quick, but please bear in mind there are so many good studies out there about the Holy Spirit. But I just want to take you on a journey here for the next couple of minutes. First of all, did you know that the person of the Holy Spirit, he has a mind. As it says in Romans chapter 8, verse 27, just watch this or listen to this on the screen here. This is Romans 8:27. It says, He who searches the hearts knows what the mind, everybody say the mind, the mind of the Holy Spirit is. So the, the Holy Spirit is not an it, he's not a power, he's a person. And the moment you were born again, the spirit of the living God came on the inside of you. And uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit more. Uh, the next one is the Holy Spirit has a will. And this is in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 11. Watch this. It says, but, but one and the same Holy Spirit works in all things, distributing, watch this, to each one individually as he wills. So think about this. Not only does he have a mind concerning you, but he has a will. How about that? That's interesting. The spirit of the living God, Jesus said it was so important that he leave this earth and deposit in the earth, and that's what the whole book of Acts is about, that the spirit of the living God, God himself would indwell our beings as far as believers. Now, please, let's let's make it very clear. A person who does not know Jesus does not have the Holy Spirit. I mean, you can be a member of a church, you can be baptized in water, and you need to be baptized in water. If you have it, please see me. We want to help you do that, and we're going to be doing that soon. However let's make it clear that when you're born again, separates you from the world. And when you're separated from the world, you're owned by the by the Spirit of God. And we're going to talk about that. But again, it's been the, it's been the fault of so many ministers to sort of ignore the Spirit of the living God. Or where I came out of a Pentecostal service, or Pentecostal, uh, not services, but Pentecostal genre, or charismatic, or whatever you would call it, there was a great emphasis on the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And don't, get me wrong, that's important, but it's also the person, the very spirit of the living God. The third thing is the Holy Spirit has emotions. Watch this now. This is interesting. This is very interesting. This is Ephesians four twenty nine through 30. It says, it says, watch this. This is important now. This is, this is your words connected to grieving the Holy Spirit. It says, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good for necessary edification. Watch this, that it may impart grace to the hearer. Now watch this, verse 30, check this out. And do not, notice the word and, the conjunction there, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Why? Because you're saying things you should not say. Now again, you say, Pastor Brian, you're trying to police my words. No, I'm not trying to police your words, but I'm also to let you know that your words are powerful and saying hurtful bitter resentful things negative things fear-based things will get you the get the spirit of god grieved inside of you and shut down remember he has a mind he has what a will and he has emotions and you're grieving him by how the words of your mouth. So many people think that words are not important, but words are. Words are extremely important. And your words are who you are. Actions are who, who you are to a certain degree, but words really define who you are because words come where? Not re- really out of the mind. They come out of your heart. They kind of come out of your soul. And if you keep saying things over and over and over, that's why it's real dangerous for people to, to in my opinion, to say words over them like, you know, jokingly, well, I may not live times 60 or 70, or I'm going to die like grandma did at, you know, certain age. That's that's not a good thing to say. It's not, and it grieves the Spirit of God. Because what does it say in Psalm 91? Psalm 91, at the end of that chapter, says it's real clear that God wants you to have long life. But if you're joking around and you're telling, you know, everybody, I mean, I had some people I went to school with that, you know, they just kept saying it over and over and over that they were going to, well, I'll never make it past 55 and You know, I went to the reunion a year ago and they weren't there. You say, well, what happened to them? I, well, again, I think a law of the spirit of life in this earth will help you to have victory, but the law of sin and death will also work against you. The spirit of God wants you to have words of faith, but also words of fear are dangerous and they grieve him. And I just wanted to bring that point because what you say is what you are. And I, again, I would never, I would never encourage anybody to, to say words of fear, worry, and doubt, and unbelief. If you can't say any. Think good or positive. Sometimes it's best just to hold your peace and not say anything at all. Some of the wisest people I know are the people that refrain from saying a lot of things, you know, like Mr. Atwood. He is a very composed man. When he speaks, it's like E.F. Hutton. You want to listen. But sometimes he's not saying anything, and you know, that's wisdom. Because you can run your mouth <laughs> and just say all kinds of things. Anyway, listen. I, I think it's important to understand that the Spirit of God is very sensitive. to These things. He's not a you know uh, so sensitive like the fact that he's just going to you know leave you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. But he wants to work with you. But you got to give him something to work with. Moving right along. Here's another one that's interesting. The Holy Spirit comforts. Everybody say comforts. Acts nine thirty one. Watch this now. This is again in the book of Acts. It says the churches throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and were edified. Watch this. And walking in the fear and honor of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God wants to comfort you. There are times in your life that you need that comfort. Thank God that you can be a comfort to another person by the Spirit of God inside of you with what? The words that you say, or a text, or some kind of encouragement, or just an act of kindness. An act of kindness goes a long way, and the Spirit of God can use you and bring comfort to your own life. And there's times when you need to just absolutely be still and let the Spirit of God comfort you, but you've got to shut the phone off. You've got to shut the, the voices of other things off. Sometimes you can get into a place of quietness, but your mind is going so fast, is it not, with all your to-do lists? Sometimes in prayer, I will get to a place of prayer, and I've got this to-do list in my mind. I love what Pastor Nichols taught me years ago. He said, I'd go to my place of prayer, and I'd take my notebook with me, and I'd say, what, do you write notes? He said, no, I'm always writing the to-do list. He says, every time I get in prayer, it's always, a to-do, a to-do list of all the things I need to get done. I said, okay, so why'd you do that? He said, I'd get the to-do list done, get that off of my mind and then I could focus on what the Spirit of God was saying because I had it written over here in my list and I wouldn't be bothered by it because I want to hear and I want to be comforted by the Spirit of God. And notice what happens when the Spirit of God comforts. There's increase, there's multiplication, there's success that happens. One word from God will change your life, but also no word. Words from God will hinder your life. Notice the next when the Holy Spirit speaks. This is good. This is all tied into Hebrews three seven. The Spirit of God has a voice. Everybody say this: the Spirit of God has a voice. Watch this: Hebrews three seven. It says, "Today, if you will what hear His voice." Let's say that together. Today, if you will hear His voice, you can hear the voice of God. Now, maybe it's not an audible voice, but it's that voice on the inside. And you'll know the voice of you. You'll know the voice of worry, and then you'll know the voice of the Spirit of God. They're they're distinct. The voice of worry is what agitation. And the and by the way, it's real clear about the verse. Uh, voice of worry, it's always running a situation over and over and over and over. You know, it's, it just is on repeat all the time. Repeat, 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 repeat. What about this? What about this? What about this? What about this? And then there's your voice which is like, okay, what am I supposed to do? And then all of a sudden, there's the voice of the Spirit of God. And the voice of the Spirit of God is peace. And when that peace finally settles in, and you know, and then you go to a scripture... Or go to the scriptures and you start reading and you let the voice of God speak to you because this, the author of the book lives inside of you. Isn't that awesome? I mean, God is so awesome in what he has done, ladies and gentlemen. Not only did he send Jesus to the cross, he turned around and let Jesus ascend, brought in an entire new covenant, then turned around and put the author of the book that he was writing on the inside of you and I. We are truly the greatest generation to ever be on this earth. Thank God for the apostles and thank God for all that happened at the beginning of the church, but we are the best generation in my opinion and it's all because we can have the spirit of the living God speaking to us as never before. With all this beautiful technology, I mean, it is awesome to be able to let God teach you through the power of the Holy Spirit and he can if you will be still. And again, notice that word right there, that key word, it says today. That means he's speaking every single day. If you will listen, And sometimes, you know, the Spirit of God deals with me in phrases. Maybe it's not this long sentence. And by the way, sometimes it's also when I know that I'm not doing the right thing and I should be doing this or doing that, then I know that I'm grieving Him and then I know there's no peace there. And when there's no peace, I step away till there is peace because peace is like a teacher to me of the umpire of the Spirit of God in my life. And again, I am not gonna rush into anything. I'm not gonna be pressured in anything. I'm gonna walk it out in the peace of God because I want to hear His voice clearly and I want that for you too. Next one is this, the Holy Spirit Teaches. first corinthians 2 13 watch what this says this is good it says these things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches but the holy spirit teaches comparing spiritual with spirit comparing spiritual with spiritual so notice here the spirit of god will teach you but again, there's the availability. There's also having this the Word of God. And again, I encourage you, if you don't have a Bible reading plan, visit us at Metroplex Family Church. And again, you can start in the Old Testament if you want to. But I would encourage you, if you've never read through the New Testament, start there, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and then move into the book of Acts, and then move on to the rest of the New Testament. And I promise you, if you'll do that, you'll begin to put things inside of you, and the Spirit of God will teach you We'll give revelation to you and uh, impartation to you. And th- the last one on this point I want to share is the Holy Spirit leads, Romans eight fourteen. This is a very important one. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons and daughters of God. Watch that. It says as many are led by the Holy Spirit, they are the sons of God. And so you can be led by the Spirit of God. And maybe you don't know what to do in a situation right now, but I promise you, if you will yield yourself and ask the Holy Spirit to teach you or guide you through this situation, and maybe you need to seek counsel, there's nothing wrong with seeking someone to talk to. Please don't isolate yourself. Isolation is never healthy. Isolation is never good as far as the fact of you trying to do something by yourself. There comes a place where we need help. One of the things I really appreciate about here at Metroplex Family Church that maybe other churches don't offer to the capacity we do, but Mr. Anderson and Richard Moore, they will meet with people and work through their financial situations and help people with financial counseling and bring accountability and understanding, especially in dealing with the IRS, especially with dealing with mortgage situations, and just basic you know formation and structure as far as your financial situations. That is good because... Because you can have that leading and help and support of things that could be overwhelming. And the Spirit of God would lead you to do that. Because again, the Holy Spirit can speak through other people. I am so thankful, you know, again, that God can use people to talk to to you about your life and help you in your life if you'll work with Him. But you know, again, there's sometimes people just say, Well, I'm going to do it all by myself. Oh boy, you'll get in trouble trying to do it all by yourself, okay? (laughs) You're a master of of not everything in your life, and you need need help. We need help. We need one another. And also, there's the beautiful leading of the Spirit of God to confirm things. Maybe you're making a financial decision, for example, in an area that you need to seek counsel for. And, you know, these men will help you, or we'll find somebody else, or other CPAs that are associated with our church that can help you in understanding maybe that's the wrong decision at this time. Maybe that investment's not a good idea, or maybe that investment is a good idea. But let the Spirit of God lead you. Maybe you should take that job. Maybe you shouldn't take that job, okay? I remember Precious Amy, I've used this before, she was teaching school, and bless her heart, every time it came around for summer, she would be the happiest, happiest woman around, okay? But when it came around the latter part of August, I would watch Amy, who's very cheerful and very self-motivated, she would be a little bit discouraged, and it's almost like she was going to prison, counting down, (laughs) getting ready to teach school. And, uh, you know, and listen, it's not that she did not love what she did in a sense, but she wasn't enjoying what she did. Was doing, And I could see it as a brother-in-law, et cetera, and just a family member, and and again. Uh, but I, I noticed that when she changed and doing what she's doing now, she is happy, happy, happy. Even though she has probably more responsibility and dealing with all the things she deals with, working for a CPA firm. But she let the Spirit of God lead her and guide her and direct her. And you know me, I am Pastor Brian. There's several things that are important to me. If you're gonna work a 48-hour week, which she works more than that, if you're gonna work somewhere for 40 hours, you need to be at a place where you're happy. Okay. And number two, you need to be, you know, doing well financially there. And number three, you need to have a good car to go to work in. Okay. Those are Pastor Brian's foundational things. And also, if you don't have a good car, familytoyota.com. <laughs> you know, I throw that in there. So anyway, no, it's just seriously, I want you to have that peace. Because if you don't have that peace, you're not enjoying life, you're enduring it, right? And if you're not being led by the Spirit of God, you're being led by your own emotions or being led by your own self. And by the way, the Spirit of God who orchestrated the world can orchestrate your life, and He is smarter and wiser and understands the best for you, and if you'll trust Him, I promise you this journey of faith will personally work out when you yield yourself to Him, I'm telling you, he is worthy of following. And leading and guiding of the Spirit of God is far better than the leading and guiding of yourself. And everybody shouted amen. Hey, just some quick facts here 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. This is the last scripture. And by the way, thank you guys for doing such a great job with these scriptures. This is out of the Message Bible, and I'm just gonna read some uh, statements for you, and then we're gonna close here. It says, the amazing grace of the Master, watch this, Jesus Christ, the the extravagant love of God, and the intimate friendship, watch this, of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Notice what it says there, the intimate friendship. You and I can have an intimate relationship with the Spirit of God. And we should. A dear friend of mine, he's in heaven right now, he wrote a book with Benny Hinn. He actually wrote the book. Benny Hinn just gave him the outline. But my friend Doug Weed wrote the book, Good Morning, Holy Spirit. This has been in the 80s. It's a great book because it focuses in on those key phrases right there. The intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. You are never alone. You are never forsaken and you've never been abandoned. This is these quick facts about this. And we could talk more about this or you can get more information about this with me or MetroplexFamilyChurch.com. Listen to these quick facts before we close. If you want, number one, if you want an intimate relationship with God, it's through the Holy Spirit. That's the only way that it comes. Number two, the Holy Spirit reveals thoughts and purposes of God to your heart. The Holy Spirit will reveal them if you'll just listen. And thank God for technology where you can write it down. Number three, watch this. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He will never force you to do anything. Worry and fear and anxiety, all those things will push you and drive you in the flesh. But the Spirit of God is such a gentleman. He is such a peaceful presence. And and acknowledging Him is always the right thing to do. Number four, watch this. Without revealing of the Holy Spirit, you'll never know the Lord. There's no way for a person to truly know Jesus without the revelation of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God is in the earth, and he wants to work within your life. Watch this. Number five, examine the apostles with and without the Holy Spirit. Think about these guys in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They were a mess, were they not? (laughs) You talk about some people that did not have their lives together. But look what happened after the book of Acts, Diana. I mean, these people got it together. How did they get it together, Nick? They got it together because of the Spirit of God. They went from being intimidated, fearful, cowardly, insecure, not knowing anything, making all kinds of mistakes, and then all of a sudden they turned around and, and, and absolutely began the foundation of the church and built the body of Christ to where it is today, all because of the Holy Spirit. In Zechariah 4, 6 it says this, it was the foundation of the Old Testament and the prelude to where Jesus and the Holy Spirit came into the earth and it says, not by, let's read it together. Zechariah 4, 6, not By might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And that spirit is on the inside of you. Quickly, as we move to this number, the next one is the Holy Spirit calls creation. Think about that. The very spirit of God that created this beautiful earth that we we enjoy and it has its good and its bad, it's ugly. But at the beginning, He created that's the very Spirit of God that's on the inside of you. And if He can create the earth, and create beautiful things in this earth, I know he can create your life to the fullness. The next one is this. The Spirit of God also is the one who caused Jesus to be concepted. in conception. Think about that. Mary was a supernatural birth, and it was the Spirit of God that conceived Jesus inside of Mary's womb. And I'm telling you what, he wants to conceive the very life of God inside of you. And then this next point, the Holy Spirit raised Jesus from the dead. And it says in Romans 8:11, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells on the inside of every believer. What a powerful promise. For people to say, oh God, be with me is not a prayer of accuracy at all because he says clearly he would never leave us nor forsake us. And it says right here as as I wind up, the very thing that caused you to be born again for me, October the 16th, 1983, the rebirth of my life, the change in my life was the spirit of the living God. And then the next two is the Holy Spirit always is revealing the Word of God if you will read it and you receive it and actually say to the Spirit of God, talk to me, tell me what this means. And finally this, number 13, the Spirit of the living God is with you eternally. You are forever sealed with the very Spirit of the living God. I just want to encourage you with some things today. Maybe you don't have that relationship with God that you feel is intimate, but I want you to know from this moment you can. Jesus completely depended on the Spirit of God. First of all, He was conceived by the Holy Spirit. He was taught by the Holy Spirit. He was empowered by the Holy Spirit. He was raised from the dead by the Holy Spirit. And if Jesus depended on the Spirit of God, then you and I should too. And let me also say something that we're going to focus on in the days ahead. The Spirit of God is also the healer in the earth and we're going to get a more greater understanding of how the Holy Spirit wants to heal your body. Now, this is an area where a lot of pastors don't teach and a lot of people don't tread to go on understanding. This is something I am deeply seeking God about because I'm reading through the threads of the book of Acts on into the rest of the New Testament how the Holy Spirit is not only the creator, but he's the healer. Think about this as I close. The Spirit of God is the one in the earth, not Jesus. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. They're in the heavens. Who's in the earth? the Holy Spirit, and if He raised Jesus from the dead, and if that Spirit raised Jesus from the dead dwells in your body, then healing belongs to us, and we should be able to live in that concerning our bodies. And we're going to talk more about that and receiving that. Are you against medicine? I'm not against medicine or doctors or anything. I'm just saying there is a better way, and we're going to seek the better way as far as healing, not only of our bodies, but our mind, our life, and true freedom. True freedom comes not by our flesh. It comes by what? By the Spirit of God. This liberty, the Spirit of the Lord is freedom and liberty and peace and joy. And we're going to talk more about that the days ahead. And you and I have a part of that. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, and Allison, if you'll come on up, she's going to play and I'm going to dismiss this service. But Lord Jesus, we thank you for giving us the gift of the Holy Spirit. We thank you so much for loving us enough that you would not only save us, but you would impart to us your very life, the very spirit that raised you from the dead, and we just receive the Spirit of God. Let's say this together: say, Holy Spirit, we welcome you in every area of our lives. Take charge, take control. We yield our minds, we yield our mouths, we yield our bodies lead us, guide us, direct us, and show us the way. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. I just want to encourage you listen, If you've never, never had a relationship with the Holy Spirit, I want to encourage you to separate yourself, maybe this during this holiday weekend or whatever, and just let the Spirit of God speak to you and lead you. You know, sometimes when we're in an area and doing something that we shouldn't do, then we need to go back and ask the Spirit of God to help us to say, if if this is not right, I want to make it right. If this is something I should change, help me to make this change. Help discipline me. Help me to do the right thing here. Maybe I should make a phone call. Maybe I should send a text. Maybe I should go see this person. Maybe I should do something that I didn't do before. Maybe I'm missing out on this area. Don't don't grieve the Spirit of God. Release Him. Again, He's not this, you know, gentle dove. Sometimes we get this impression that He can be spooked off. I mean, He he was the dove because He ascended on that day of Jesus' baptism. But the Spirit of God is a powerful person. As a matter of fact, in the book of Acts, they lied against the Holy Spirit. Man, these people died instantly. It's not like He's some little Casper the friendly ghost. No, He's the Spirit of the living God and the very miracles in the life of Jesus all are the signature of the Holy Spirit and that that's the that's the beauty of Christianity that we so miss Christianity is not about buildings and 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 what we do is, as far as a family. Those are all good things, and we're, we're endeavoring to do that here at Metroplex Family Church to the best degree. But the true essence of Christianity, listen to me, the true essence of Christianity is for you to have this ongoing relationship with a very creator God on the inside of you. I love what Andrew Womack said. I was listening to him this weekend. He said, sometimes we need to realize that when we pray to God, we don't need to necessarily lift our head. We bow our head because he's right here. Not way up there. Yes, he is way up there, but he's also inside of here. And that's the beautiful part of Christianity compared to any other religion. You know, it's... Islam and all these other religions and, you know, they do all these weird things as far as, you know, all these rules and regulations and, you know, do this and do that. And if you'll do this and do that, then, you know, you'll be, uh, you know, a part of the whatever. And uh, let me tell you something. God loves us that you don't do anything but one thing, and that's receive. And when you receive, He will give you the fullness of Himself. You talk about love. That is true love. To give you the very Spirit of Himself. And not only the very spirit of himself, but we're going to talk about it more. Jesus' last words about the Holy Spirit were simply this. You shall receive power when the Spirit of God comes upon you. And as a pastor, Jonathan, in the days ahead as a minister, I want to get more understanding of what that truly means to have the power of the very life of God inside of us that means we're different from the world and things should be different. And as your pastor, I want to help things be different. And I want you to see not just graduations of the natural. I want to see you in the things of God, moving into the purposes and plans and the life of God. And finally this, remember this. I'll throw this out to all my people here at Metroplex Family Church. For every person that lives to 100 years old, $1,000 a year, $1,000 a year, every year after you were um, 100, okay? And we might work out a permanent gift card if I can talk the elders to that in certain places, okay? We will reward you and honor you, and maybe even Toyota will give you free all changes if you choose to drive. <laughs> we'll see about that. But however, no, I'm for you driving in 100, okay, if you want to, all right? It's just up to you. And, uh, but I'm saying we should be looking for long life, not short life. We should be looking for good life, not a hindered life because of whose we are.